This is the Born Offside podcast. We're entering the quarterfinal stage, which means that we're almost done listening to these idiots. Welcome, everybody, to episode 21 of Born Offside, the World Cup podcast that is a podcast about the World Cup. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at OffsideBorn and on Facebook at Born Offside Pod. Uh, many people said that we would never get this far, uh, including both me and Jason, who never thought that we would get this far. Uh, but here we are. Uh, we almost didn't make it on today because uh, Jay thought all of the games were tomorrow. But uh, thanks to the wonders of technology and my ability to tell him when the games were, he now knows where they are and we're ready to watch them. Mate, I, I just want to. I just want to start. You're mate. You're more than welcome. I want to start, mate. Mate, but mate, there's only seven games of the World Cup left. I know. Ugh. Well, so painful. Actually, Ugh. actually, mate, it's eight if you count the third, fourth playoff. Do, are we counting the third, fourth playoff? Oh, it's 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 a little bit like that that sort of game that oh it it always is isn't it? It's that game that nobody really cares about. And you know when when you're in it, Portugal were in it we're in it uh, a few years back. And when you're when you're involved in it, it's like ah oh, God, do we have to even be here? You know, I think even the people who are participating is like, well, you guys are the losers. You know, this is a match of the losers. But you know, it shouldn't be seen that way. It should be seen as as two teams that, that have progressed extremely well throughout the World Cup and um, who are give, being given a wooden spoon, you know? So it's very nice of, uh, of them to give them a wooden spoon for it. Well, it's not a wooden spoon, but anyway, you know what I mean? It's like a yeah. best loser's Mate, medal. I, I think to, in order to try and continuously differentiate ourselves from the plethora of other World Cup podcasts out there, we should be the only one that not only does worst goals and uh, other very you know various horrible moments we should perhaps do a full preview of the third fourth playoff game <laughs> a full and uh, inherently extremely important uh, preview yes no absolutely well why don't we just yeah i think we, we might as well just pretend that it's the final and uh you know we'll try and trick people out there to, to thinking that it is the final and screw with people's minds i think that's not a bad idea actually. or we'll call it we'll call it something like the first final or first final, <laughs> final one <laughs> yeah <laughs> so mate so while there's so few games left uh, one of which of course is the third place playoff which you and I can't wait, wait for uh, before we get there before we get to this uh, final A final B thing we do have two uh, actually four but for today two quarterfinals to preview uh, so should we start with that um, the first of those mate is uh, France versus Uruguay uh, which for our American audience out there let me uh, Americanize it for you France versus Uruguay croissants versus bastards Mime artists versus bastards. Haute couture versus bastards. Uh, mate, what are we thinking? Uh, <laughs> well, it certainly is uh, um, a, a whole pitch. I'd, I'd say it's, it's a whole pitch full of bastards. Whether or not they'll actually play like bastards or not, uh, it, certainly, uh, it certainly is. Uh, we had... Um, uh, we we were thinking that there would possibly be a whole a whole herd of bastards for the Portugal versus Uruguay, and then we were just let down, weren't we? We were very disappointed by that because it was just first yellow card was for Ronaldo for for screaming in the referee's face, uh, you know, and um, you know which he rightly got a yellow card for. Probably should have got a yellow card and a slap in his face. That would have been. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, I, I wonder if that's that'd be an interesting possible. thing to bring in, like where yeah. a player, like a ref could go to a player. Look, you can have a yellow here, or I can just slap you. Which one would you prefer? Right. <laughs> or, or 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 both, actually. You know, because uh, you know you you got a yellow, and it's it's towards a red. Okay, so you get the yellow, <laughs> and then I'm going to slap you in the face, and then you'll know that you were very close to a red, buddy. And and then you know sheepishly Ronaldo would back away, going, "Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Three bags full, sir." Um, yeah, no, it was. <laughs> we were we were disappointed and let down in terms of uh, in terms of that. Although it was a, a battle, that match definitely was a battle. I think this match, oh, you know this this match. I'm I'm really looking forward to this match. And we've got two quarterfinals here, which are uh, the two quarterfinals. Because I mean, without wanting to jump too far ahead, we've got the other two quarterfinals, of course, 
uh, uh, which are going to be played uh, tomorrow, which of course involve <coughs> excuse me Sweden and uh, uh, Sweden and England and Russia and Croatia and and no disrespect to all four of those teams, but I'm just not getting very turned on by them. You know, I'm just not. Uh, yes. You know, I'm in, I'm I'm in bed. You can't help. You know, you I'm, can't. Uh, I may. I don't know. What I, want, I don't want to know where you are, but you uh, you can't help but feel. But the winner is going to come from one of these two games, right? The, that that that's for sure. That's for sure. And and bookies are all making three of these teams as the outright favourites as well. I believe France, Brazil, and and Belgium are the three favourites to win the tournament. So the other side of the draw are not even getting into the top three to be favourites. So. It's it's that's how they're doing it. I think England are actually the fourth uh, joint with Croatia or something. It's just crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. This th t tonight is is the night. This is the the real uh, uh, crunch one. I mean, if we if if you're if you're a neutral, uh, as I sort of am because I support Portugal. Portugal are out. Thank you very much. If you're a neutral, then this is the night to to put all your eggs into your staying up basket and, uh, and, and stay up and watch everything and, and, and go through it. Uh, because I think tomorrow night is just going to be, it's just going to be painful me as a part England fan as well. But again, we can cover that another time. We've now got bastards, lots of bastards uh, uh, all over the football pitch and uh, they will be doing battle. So um, I'm very excited about this match. I really, really am. Mate, one bastard who we, it looks like we're not, going to get to see and and it's a shame because in the last game he was literally the face of bastardry uh because he scored with his face um which in your eyes made him a bastard because it put portugal out effectively uh, and that is a, a certain mr uh, edison cavani who um it looks like at least is almost certainly out of this game uh, the number one newspaper in uruguay uh, is certainly reporting that uh, he's definitely not going to start there's an outside chance he could be on the bench but basically this is one bastard we're not going to see mate and it's a huge factor no yeah yeah and he's a huge bastard to go with it as well uh so a huge bastard with a huge face it's a very ugly face and let's face it on the face of it they're faced Ah, oh, dear. Sorry. Because um, <laughs> I wanted to say they're fucked, uh, but I just thought, oh, I can't. But now I've said it. Oh, God. Now, oh, God. Well, anyway, I reckon, I reckon that is it. Cavani, uh, which is almost like in Latin is cavalu, which is, uh, which is horse, uh, has the face of a horse. Last time you were so... trying to call him a cow, <laughs> you moved on to horse. <laughs> He's been he's he's been promoted. All right, he's now got legs that move, move. Um, so, yeah, but still making sounds like a horse. He's a very sorry cow. He's a very confused human being, and the way he came is he human being? Uh, anyway, uh, the way he came off the pitch. Um, um, now I'm getting myself confused as well. It was obvious, you know, he pulled his calf and he pulled his calf and every, anyone who knows anything about, about football and about sports generally, you pull your calf, you, you're not in. And as much as Uruguay are trying to say, oh, we're going to leave it till the last minute, he's, he, he can't possibly play. He can't possibly. And he, you know, that's a calf injury, mate. That's, uh, there is no way. And he was in tears at the end of the match as well. I think because he knows not only this game is, is over, his tournament is over. He, he's not going to come back. You know, even if Uruguay make it all the way to the final, he can't, he might actually, <laughs> might actually play in the final with a damaged calf. And then he'd be screwed for the rest of next season. I'm sure Paris Saint-Germain would have something to say about that. But mate, we're talking about a huge, huge bastard here that's missing. And, uh, and I reckon, I reckon it will be a, a, a a bridge too far for uh, for Uruguay. Well, that leaves us, mate, with just the one massive, huge, colossal bastard, your friend and mine, Louis Suarez. Uh, Louis was Louis was up to his antics. He upset you in the last game, but so far, on the scale of you know crazy ass shit that Louis has done, uh, we haven't even re begun to touch the surface. Now, with his mate Edison out. Uh, and with, you know, France probably expected to be the better team. I mean, especially we'll, we'll be expecting France to have, I don't know, upwards of 60% of possession. Uh, even in the Portugal game, you know, I think Portugal had 60 plus percent possession, yep. right? So will we see a very frustrated Luis? He, Luis is up against Ferran and Umtiti, who are bigger and stronger and quicker than him. He's probably more skillful than them. He's certainly more cunning. Um, are we going to see him get all upset and then 
are we going to see the the ball boy getting kicked, the <laughs> Umtiti getting a, a bite, uh, and like will he will he bite Samuel Umtiti on the chest, <laughs> and then will he go Umtiti mm, and <laughs> <laughs> rip his heart out, and then, and then claim that he put his heart in the way of his teeth. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. He put, it was him. He put his heart there. I had to bite down on it. Um, my <coughs> two, well, two, two things, two things. First of all, you know, we, we, we called a lot of things at the beginning of this uh, podcast when we started recording it. And one of the things, one of the big things that we called uh, was that, uh, that Louis would do something crazy and he has yet to do so. Um, this is the quarterfinal uh, of a World Cup. Um, I can't remember uh, what stage he uh, decided to go, go fucking ballistic uh, in the last World Cup, but uh, I think this is just about the right time. You know when people start talking, and we've heard this a lot now in, in, in the media, and uh, uh, about people showing up, you know, oh, this chap's shown up, that chap showing up, this chap's shown up, you know, it's time for Louis to show up. And we yes. all know what happens when Louis shows up. Handballs, biting, kicking. Uh, it was it, uh, it was famously the quarterfinal of the 2010 World Cup against when he did the the Ghana handball. Uh, but, but the um, the biting was in the last game of the group stage against Italy. Uh, on let's make let's for a while, for a moment let's at least touch on France. And I particularly make want to draw attention to to one French player in particular, uh, a certain Mr. Antoine Griezmann. And uh, uh, Antoine Griezmann, oh, Antoine. Antoine has been saying some. Uh, bonjour. Uh, Antoine has been saying some. Um, what's the word? Stupid things, uh, um, and but also uh, interesting. Stupid but interesting. And hmm. uh, let me start uh, with uh, some quotes from 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 Antoine's uh, press conference that he had just yesterday. Uh, or maybe it was the day before. It doesn't really matter. It's still stupid whenever he said it. Uh, the first thing that, that Anton Gresman, and this is the Anton Gresman who has just renewed his contract with Atletico Madrid. That's Atletico Madrid. This is what Anton Gresman said. Uruguay will play like Atletico Madrid. They will take their time, fall, and go to the referee. We will have to get used to that because the match will be boring and they will want to bring us into that. That was... Antoine Griezmann of Atletico Madrid. <laughs> you got you got to admire his honesty, mate. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he planned that. I think that just came out. That was just honesty. <laughs> it's like someone at the end of the press conference says, Antoine, you do know you're going back there after all of this is done. And Antoine is like, really? I thought this is it. I thought we, I thought we win the. So Didier taught me if we win the World Cup and then everything is done and I never have to go back there. No, no. <laughs> and I go and I go to Barcelona. No, what's? Hey, where's my agent? <laughs> he signed the wrong contract. Agent, agent, agent. Yeah, um, very interesting thing for Antoine Griezmann to mm. say. To basically, take take apart the people who pay his wages. Um, <laughs> Lovely. Um, so what do you, I mean, he's right though, isn't he? I mean, Uruguay are going to take their time, fall around, go to the referee. There's a chance that if, I mean, certainly if Uruguay are going to win, that the match will be boring. Uh, and you know, that is their game plan, no? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, this, this game is actually perfectly suited for Luis Suarez. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry to say this. It's, it's not, yeah, he's, ah, oh, he's, Ah, oh, he's such Bastard. a horrible player. <laughs> he's such a horrible player. The, I, I think we, we have to put him up there. I know a lot of people dislike Ronaldo for his cockiness. I know a lot of people uh, 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 dislike, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Lukaku or whatever, or, or dislike. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of players you dislike out there. And before this tournament, I was a bit sort of nonplussed about uh, Luis Suarez, but I wasn't really that that much there because I think he's never really directly affected any of the games that I've I've sort of directly supported, apart from the fact that he scored two against England uh, a little while back. But uh, um, it, it, this after after the Portugal game, I was watching him, and I I, I know what he's about, but he's the way he plays is just classic filthy latin all right now <laughs> classic filthy latin now now Louis, if you could choose that. three words to describe yourself what would you choose classic filthy latin 
<laughs> Full stop. Paragraph. <laughs> Next question. Uh, now, I can say that because I am a classic filthy Latin myself. So I feel like I have that. You know how it is, right? If you're a little bit overweight, you can talk about fat people. So uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm exactly the same. Uh, and I am a, a, a filthy filthy Latin person so I can I can talk about that and the stuff that he does is just so frustrating and it will suit Uruguay and it will suit him to the ground to have this game they're gonna play they're gonna they're just they're gonna sit back they're gonna give possession to the French similar way to how they did uh, against Portugal and they, they, it, they, they're going to frustrate the French. They're not going to give Mbappe any space in behind. He's going to, uh, he might actually get very frustrated himself during this game. And then whenever the ball is played, long ball up front, Suarez is going to win it because he has this knack, this ability to, to gain that extra little bit of space. You saw it for the second Cavani goal. He, he knocks Pepe off, his, off the header. Pepe misses the header because Suarez sort of backs into him. And just at that second, if you look at it carefully, Suarez is just about to complain that he, you know, and he's about to go down. There's a split second. He's about to go down and complain. And he holds, he holds the top of his, of his, of his ass and sort of goes, oh, I'm, oh, and then realizes that Pepe has actually headed the ball to one of his teammates. And now they're going to be three on two. So he quickly sort of, gets up and continues playing. And then they play the ball to him. He lets it kind of go through his legs and Cavani obviously finishes. Um, Suarez is born into this disgusting oval that is egg, this this malleable uncooked egg of a football he's born into that it's sick it's slimy it's disgusting and it's just the way he loves playing and this game is tailor-made for him now more than ever without Cavani without Cavani it's going to be even more tailor-made for him oh mate I, I can't tell you how how depressed I am in that sense you know <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty horrible uh, uh, for the viewer uh, to watch the way Suarez comes through with this. And then you know what's going to happen. He's going to score a goal and he's going to do that three finger prong kiss thing that he does. He kisses his hand or his arm three times in three weird different places. and No one knows what the fuck he's doing. And it's just like, someone shoot him, please. Oh, that um, would be so nice yeah. if someone just, a sniper just took him out. It's <laughs> just like, Bang, oh, there's enough gone. of that. Gone. And like, everyone's like, yeah. Oh, deserved. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's going to happen. Well, 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 mate, um, I just want to get back to a couple more things that Griezmann said. A lovely aside from you there on the filthiness of Luis Suarez. Uh, it's, I feel like it's a shame to stop you because I was really enjoying it. But, but he'll, he's going to come back up. Give him a, I could have yeah. gone you will get to because he will come back up um but Antoine Griezmann uh there's a kind of a special angle for Antoine in this game and I guess this is the reason they put him out for the press conference is that uh Griezmann took a little bit of a non-traditional route to get to the French national team so France has this very famous uh school uh at Bloemfontein where it's kind of the enemy of football and they train all the players and you know the likes of Henri and Desailly and Turam uh, and in the current side Mbappe and mm. Matuidi and Pogba they've all come through this through this academy and uh, Griezmann didn't do that he didn't come through Bluefontaine uh, he at a young age uh, went to play in Spain uh, obviously it's a, it's a different language and everything and he went to play at Real Sociedad and ever since uh, his early days at Real Sociedad and being taken under the wing by, uh, by a Uruguayan player, he's had a strong affection for Uruguay. And in the press conference, uh, Antoine said this, uh, Carlos Breno, who was at Real Sociedad with me, took me under his wing and taught me how to make and drink mate. Mate is this high caffeine tea that all of the South Americans, especially Uruguayans, drink. Every season I had one or two Uruguayan teammates with me. Emotionally, it will be a very strong moment for me. And um, there's a very... Um, I think very cute picture on Twitter of Griezmann uh, arriving at the airport, uh, the uh, Madrid airport to welcome back uh, Jimenez and Godin, who are his teammates at Atletico Madrid uh, after Uruguay's successful qualification. So they had a few problems qualifying, but upon successful qualification and their arrival back at the airport, Antoine put on his Uruguay shirt and went to the airport to meet them, which I think is an incredible thing, mate. I mean, I would, never under any circumstances go and meet you at an airport or put on a Portugal <laughs> shirt or go and meet you at the airport with a Portugal shirt on. It's just, can I just tell Thank you now, mate, it's not going to happen. 
Okay. Well, uh, yeah. In 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 return to that, I think I could actually return the favor, and I would never do anything of the same thing as well, mate. No one needs to hold your freaking hand. You know how to deal with airports. You deal with it yourself. Get out and then come out by yourself. I don't need to go. I'm not your mum. But yes. <laughs> no, that's, that's but, yes. but yeah, very sweet. <laughs> very very sweet. And clearly, Gresman has this affection for Uruguay. Um, hmm. uh, this is our esteemed friend Luis Suarez's response to someone uh, putting it to him that Griezmann has a strong affection for Uruguay and even feels half Uruguayan. This is what Louis had to say. As much as he says he's half Uruguayan, he's French. He does not know what the feeling of a Uruguayan is. He does not know about the dedication and effort to be able to, to, be able to succeed in a football with so few people. Uh, and then the bit that Louis said that wasn't recorded was, fuck off, Griezmann. I'm the only Uruguayan here. Piss off. <laughs> I, could just, I could just imagine that at the end. Like, mute, mute, beep. Cut, cut, him, cut him. Back off. Too late. Back off. Put his straight jacket back on. Come on. Get him back in the cage. Get him back in the cage. <laughs> Mate, this is that is so classic, so classic Suarez. I don't even, you know what? I, I'm and I'm saying so classic Suarez, and I don't even know him, right? Yes. I mean, it's just it is, but it's just so something that you would expect an idiot of his stature, an idiot of his upbringing, uh, a, a, an idiot like that to to say. He's obviously totally misunderstood what uh, 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 what Griezmann has has said and what he's done uh, to say that he's half Uruguayan. What do you mean? No, he's not even half Uruguayan, and. To, to, and then to say that, that um, he doesn't understand about the dedication and, and effort to be able to succeed with so few people. Obviously, so few people he's mentioning, he's talking about Uruguay only having, you know, three million people in their country, uh, uh, or three or four million or whatever it is. Um, that, <laughs> that's, just that's just ridiculous, because we're talking about a nation, a country that over the past 100 years, over the past three generations, has been spawning children, spawning children, <laughs> creating, creating generations. Sorry, sorry, Uruguayans. Um, <laughs> uh, creating, creating generations of, of, of people who are born into football, who are born into the lifestyle that is loving football and no, nothing else. In, um, in Portugal, I think uh, uh, we have a very famous uh, um, uh, saying, which is basically, uh, uh, f oh, oh my goodness, I've forgotten what the third one is, but it's uh, basically football, uh, oh, football, Fatima, and something else. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up and, and find out. It's very embarrassing that I don't know. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, y Uruguay, oh, Fadu, of course, sorry, Fadu, which is our national national uh, uh music uh fatima which of course is you know is, is everything to do with catholicism fatima whitbread fatima whitbread everything to do with catholicism fatima whitbread and um so fadu fatima and football this is one of the things the, the three sort of values for 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 uh, uh portugal or it is very famous during the dictatorship and uh, uh and everything and um it's it, uh it you know uruguay is is one of those those kinds of nations it has two world cups how many countries in the world have have a world cup you know england's won one in 1966 and haven't won any since you know and you you, you look at uruguay uruguay have got two we're talking about a country which is totally born into football so every single one of those three million people that are living in there right now has has been born every woman uh, man woman and child has been born into football you know and that's it what's the number two sport in uruguay Mate, I don't, I don't know. Also, mate, I don't Nobody want knows. to... Nobody knows. Nobody It doesn't exist. That's it. Football, that's all it is, mate. It's... Oh, okay. Also, mate, I don't... I mean, famously on this show, you and I both have repeatedly at various, at various points struggled to do mathematics. But my True. grasp of mathematics is such that I believe that three million people is more than enough to put a team together. Like... <laughs> It's very how true. Many, how many are allowed out on the pitch, mate? Eleven, right? <laughs> so you've got three million. You know, let's take out. Okay, the 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 women. Let's uh, you know, because being a men's player, let's take out the. Yeah, let's take out the uh, uh, under under sixteens because you know you're allowed. You know, from seventeen onwards, you can imagine somebody. Sal Pele played his first one when he was seventeen, I think. Anyway, whatever, eighteen. Uh, so let's take out everyone who's who's under eighteen. Uh, let's take out everyone who's over forty. 
uh, as Rafa Marquez showed is still possible. And you're left with, with a certain amount of people, which is still, you know, what? I don't know. Even if it's... 12. It's <laughs> <laughs> still enough, though, mate. It's still enough. <laughs> 12. One of, the, one of them was Cavani. The other one was Suarez. I mean, wow. I don't know how they managed to produce them, but they've obviously got some kind of system going on there where they can produce these amazing football players if the odds are so low. Um, yes. <laughs> it's... Uh, Oh man, it's it's abs- an absolutely ridiculous uh, uh, thing to say, and typical of the dirtiness and the sliminess that is Suarez. You can just imagine that drooling out of his mouth whenever he, you know when he opened it. Uh, yeah, he's just uh, it, the thing is, he, in his defence, he's he's actually just he's not very not very intelligent. Right. So uh, in his defence, you know, stupid people uh, say things without thinking. Um, says me who says a lot of things without thinking (laughs) but he is a he is a pretty stupid person and uh and and a greasy person as well like griezmann mate very nice mate uh, on just one last thing on griezmann and this and this love for uruguay i have a horrible feeling that if griezmann were to score we might see one of what we see in club football like Robbie Keane is the biggest exponent of this. When he has to go back again and play against one of the hundreds of teams that Robbie Keane has previously played for, <laughs> and he can't, and he doesn't celebrate. You know, you know the famous oh. non-celebration celebration. I, if Griezmann dares to do that, just because he kind of likes Uruguay, I will hate him for the rest of time. Antoine, if you're listening to this now, celebrate. I want a double fist pump, a runoff. I want pointing at Uruguayans faces. Luis Suarez said a mean <laughs> thing about you, Antoine. Do not hold it back. I don't want to see <laughs> this non-celebration celebration. We get enough of that in club football. Don't do it. Absolutely not. How have we ever seen it in, in, uh, in international football? Surely not, because you... you Diego never... Costa? Did Diego Costa... So Diego oh. Costa... I'm not sure if, if it's ever come up, but Diego Costa famously played for Brazil's um, mm. under 17, under 19 teams and then decided to just go play for Spain, which I think is ridiculous. Once you've put on the national shirt of another team and, and in, in any context, like if it's placed upon you as a child, I think you, I don't know, where's the cut? <laughs> I'm going to draw the cut off at six. So like if, if you've, after the age of six, worn the national shirt of a country, you have to play for that country. Like that's, <laughs> that's it done. Like whatever, you know, whatever your position in life or the likelihood, whatever it may be. So I think it's ridiculous. But if there's anyone who perhaps would do the non-celebration and would perhaps have a case to not do it it's Diego Costa but he's a shitter of a human being so I just imagine <laughs> so, that he so just, actually yeah, no, no, no. no exactly yeah no put put him out of the equation uh there's there's been one uh uh Englishman famous now who's gone and played for is it Nigeria is it oh, the uh, Ivory Coast Will uh, Zaha uh, or was it oh was Zaha yeah Zaha yes um Ivory Coast uh, is Ivory Coast, sorry. So he wasn't in the World Cup. I thought he was in the World Cup this year, but no. So, I mean, that, that would could be one interesting one because he only sort of decided to go to the Ivory Coast, uh, uh, you know, now, you know, and that's quite a bit into where he could have already had a call up for England, but didn't. And, you know, um, but I mean, this one with Griezmann is just very interesting because his, he's famous for his celebrating where he, he kind of does this sort of clowny oh, sort of... I've forgotten you know, about one, that. His celebrations are horrendous. Leg. Yes, it's absolutely terrible. And what does he does he hold a, a finger under his nose as well to emulate a mustache or something? And then and then holds his hip, does like a cowboy kind of jolt left to right or something. It's the worst celebration in the world. And I don't know, you know, he must have some really like you know brown nosy friends who you know he asks them, you know, hey, what do you think of my celebration? Oh, it's very good, Griezmann. It's very good. We do anything, whatever you want. Let me suck your dick. Um, you know, so like, you know, I reckon he's got got some freaky friends who have just been telling him you know the, the wrong things right someone needs to go and tell him mate that is the worst celebration ever like ever and you know that there's a lot of celebrations out there uh, uh you know from a lot of different people who do a lot of, and yours is at the at the bottom at the very very bottom it's worse than not celebrating so like you know don't do it anymore um but we're veering here and uh <laughs> if <laughs> i i think you know i think he he has to celebrate 
but he might not do his cowboy dance. There you go. He might just put a finger in the air or, you know, do a bit of an Alan Shearer or something. Okay, so a celebration, but not one of his dumb ones. Uh, mate, just one, one more thing, and let's um, try and actually talk about a little bit of football here. <laughs> we've been, we've been oh, through no. quite, a, right, quite a bit of nas- nationalism, which I've enjoyed. Um, <laughs> the the one um one player who's out for france so we've um, uh, mentioned that cavani is out for uruguay but for for france blaze betweedy uh will not be playing because he's he's picked up a suspension is do you think that's going to affect them because betweedy is one of their players who likes to mix it what like dj mix it no like mix it as in get stuck in all right all right yay no <laughs> oh dear sorry that was just so why that I bet. Matweedy. No, I bet. I, took it. I bet. I like. I bet Matweedy. I bet loves um loves a bit of DJing and wonderful name Blaze. What a lovely, ah. lovely name. Je m'appelle Blaze. DJ Blaze. I reckon. I reckon he does well at nightclubs. I reckon he really oh, yes. does, you know. I mean, he's, he's, he's the man sitting in the corner and, uh, ooh, Lelo, how are you? You look very sexy. Je m'appelle Blaise. <laughs> That's it. Oh. You, you had me at je. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He is, um, yeah, no, absolutely. He's been... Uh, he's he's been a revelation obviously for Juventus and he's uh, he's such a, a, a I, I, I love watching him I think he's absolutely great I think he will be a, a great miss uh, uh, to the match uh, similarly uh, similarly in in this sense you know in, in terms of a spectacle we you know and everybody always says it we always want the best players to be playing right you know we don't want the best players to be injured we don't want the best players to be out because we want to see the best sort of spectacle um uh, uh come forward so so it is a bit of a drag and and it would not be good in in the same sense that i am a little bit sad to not see cavani playing as well because he's full of confidence and and he, he scores a you know a lovely goal and uh, uh, you know, so so f- f- in terms of a spectacle, um, although uh, Cavani, I'm actually happier that he's out than Matuidi. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's going to be uh, it's if we're if we're talking football here, um, uh, I I I think, oh God, it, it's it's one of these matches that is really really difficult to call, really really difficult to call because you could you and you could see a result either way and not be too surprised. Right. But the truth is, and I think this this is what the, the truth is, I think for the world wants to see a Brazil versus France semifinal. Right. So we'll probably we'll probably end up seeing we'll probably end up seeing uh, Belgium versus Uruguay in the semifinal now, because Yuck. you know how Fr- you know how football is, mate. Football very rarely uh, uh, answers the gods of will and wish you know and uh, and i know the gods of will and wish they're both uh, they're, they're bastards uh you know and uh, and i have a horrible horrible feeling i'm really sorry to say this i have a horrible feeling that uruguay are gonna do it and they're gonna do it in a scrappy horrible way there's gonna be they're gonna score from a set piece it's gonna be suarez suarez has already done it where he scored from a set piece or Godin, uh, but I think it's Suarez is going to score from a set piece and do his three three finger cele- kissing celebration, and then they'll just they'll hold out. It'll be a horrible one nil win. I hope it doesn't happen. I really hope it doesn't happen. I really hope France finds some way of breaking breaking this side down, but I just can't see it, mate. I just can't see it. Uruguay uh, are just too strong. They're j- like in defence, they are just too strong. They will hold. This, this is a Uruguay team. We've got to, we can't forget the manager, I believe, is the uh, longest, um, uh, longest standing manager. He's the manager who's been at, a, at an international team for, for the longest period of time. Uh, we've got a team that is, is established. It's been together for such a long time. They're coming into their own. They're full of confidence. And everyone is, caught, is saying that France, they want France to win. Everyone in the world, apart from Uruguayans, are saying that, and, and possibly some South Americans, but you know, most of the people around the world want to see France win this so that it can be France versus Brazil. And that's why Uruguay are going to win, because they've right. got that. They've, yeah, it's just falling into their hands, mate. Ah, oh, sorry to say, right. sorry. So you're going with a 1-0 Uruguay win. Uh, my, I am, I'm, yeah. I'm going for this. I don't know why I've got this. My strange feeling is that France are going to win on penalties. That's mine. That's mine for you. I don't know where yeah. it's coming from. 
but that's what I'm going for. Uh, and talking of things that we're going for, we're going for a break. Uh, we're going to be back after the break with a preview of Brazil versus Belgium. Louis Louis, oh no, you take me where you gotta go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baby Louis Louis, oh baby, take me where you gotta go all the way to part two. Welcome back, everybody, to part two uh, of Born Offside, episode 21, the quarterfinal part one preview. Uh, I'd like to start this part of the podcast uh, by saying, Jason, that Germany are out. Oh. <laughs> well observed once again, Germany are indeed out. They're gone. And forgotten? Okay, now that's established. Now, yeah, okay. forgot. No, 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 I haven't forgotten. Um, <laughs> Now that we've established that Germany are indeed out, let's preview Brazil versus Belgium. Uh, mate, this is, uh, I think, perhaps the, the biggest game. It's definitely the most star-ridden game of this round of quarterfinals. Uh, we've got De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku, Mertens, Carrasco, Nene, uh, Coutinho, Fabinho. No, there isn't Fabinho. Firmino, Fernandinho, uh, Thiago Silva, Marcelino. Chichi, mate, we've, we, this, we've got piles of stars and we've got the team who uh, have scored the most goals, Belgium, and the team who have conceded the fewest goals, Brazil, only conceded one. And in fact, Brazil have only conceded six in the entire tournament. And the one goal that, one goal that they six did shots, concede yeah. was a header from a corner. Yeah, six shots. Six shots. And uh, the one goal that they did concede was uh, a header from a corner where Miranda complained that he'd been pushed. Um, so this really is, I think, defense versus attack, stars versus stars. Um, uh, Chichi, who is a very capable coach, and there's, um, if you haven't seen it, there's a wonderful, wonderful um, little video of um, Chichi running. So like running down the sideline and then running across mm -hmm. the beaches of Forrest Gump and then uh, running through Marvel's Avengers. Uh, I encourage you to go find it. If you just type in Chi Chi <laughs> running. Uh, but for me, it's Chi Chi who's uh, been a wonderful coach and picked Brazil up from, you know, the bottom of the bottom, that 7-1 loss to Germany, who by the way are out. And um, he's up against Martinez, who uh, for all intents and purposes, and from what I can see, is an idiot. Uh, so for me, that probably means that Brazil are going to win. Mate, what do you reckon? Um, Andrew from Philadelphia has kindly, uh, uh, has kindly uh, sent us a message saying that the, the way to pronounce the uh, coach's name is actually Tite. So Tite as in cup of tea and Te as in television, Tite, which is obviously very close to Titi. Uh, and um, is, is also quite interesting. But like, if you really want to go and download the video that, uh, that Dave is just talking about now, what I suggest is that you put Chichi uh, into it. So Chichi running, and you probably see lots of tits running. Um, so either way, it's going to be a very difficult video to download, but uh, I'm not sure which one and which way you want to go around and do it. But um, now this is not a pornographic podcast in any way. All right, you need to start knowing this sort of stuff. But if it does lead on to pornography, then, you know, that's, uh, that's the way uh, things go. Um, and uh, it's really up to you whether you do keep going that way. Um, I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think this match. Come back. This match, Come back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> this match has all the ingredients for a real pair of tits. And sorry, a pair of uh, uh, teams to go together, head to head, face to face. Boobo, boobo, and just go for it, mate. I think I'm so excited about this game. I am so, I can't, can't say it enough. Uh, first of all, Miranda, by the way, uh, which is a girl's name, uh, by the way, he has been an outstanding, an outstanding uh, uh, defender, I think, this, uh, th this year. And somebody, one of the, uh, an Australian actually came up to me a little bit earlier and actually said, I think uh, Belgium are going to win. And I, and I turned around and said, I think you need your head checked. And, uh, and he said, oh, no, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's, no, no, Belgium, Belgium have got the best attack, you know, uh, you know, and Brazil don't know how to defend. I was like, ah, yeah, all right. Well, check, check, check your stats, you know, please. And then come back to me when you've decided to die and then being reincarnated in a country where football is actually understood. 
and then come and talk to me. <laughs> um, so uh, so he, he went off a little bit, um, you know, a bit, a bit annoyed. Uh, but I wasn't trying to make him feel annoyed. I was just being factual. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Sorry, Australians out there. <laughs> Mate, you've, you've mentioned it, man. This is star glistening, you know, and uh, it is just so full of potential to be an absolutely fantastic match. I, I, I really can't wait. Um, of course, saying all of this, it's probably going to end up being nil-nil and then nil-nil and then uh, penalties and then we'll have like eight missed penalties or something. It'll be the most disastrous thing. But there's a couple of things that we can really look forward to and that we can definitely predict. Uh, uh, I predict uh, uh, that uh, uh, one, and I th uh, this is obvious, very obvious, obviously, more rolling, 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 rolling from Neymar. Uh, that will definitely be happening William will put an application in to change his name to what it should be, which is William with an M at the end, you crazy fool. Uh, but obviously his parents got that one very wrong. So I think that's another one as well, where uh, uh, we'll obviously be uh, uh, looking out for. He'll put that application in and let's see what actually happens. But the big one, I think for me, and the one that's gonna make a big difference, and I know that a lot of people have been talking about uh, possibly him not starting, but how could you not start Jesus? up front for Brazil. And uh, I think Jesus is definitely going to be the man who's going to change it. I know a lot of people have been shouting for Firmino to play. I don't think he will, though. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty darn sure that he's not going to play. And I think we keep talking about people showing up. You know, and uh, I'd like to talk about that, especially for the England game uh, a little bit later. But a lot of these players, it's so much, so much of, of, of a World Cup is to do with peaking at wrong times as well. You, we, I think we saw Ronaldo peaking game one, you know, and uh, I, I think we saw, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Messi sort of half not peaking at all. Poor guy, he obviously took the wrong drugs. Um, and, you know, he, it's because uh, he wasn't, he wasn't sort of speaking to Maradona that day. Have you peaked yet? No, mate, I'm still still waiting for it. <laughs> mate, got a peak, mate. All right, sorry, mate, it's all right. Go listen to some techno. Um, you know, this is, it's all about peaking at the right time. And I think some of these players, you know, Mbappe, I'm worried that Mbappe, for example, peaked. But, but that's, this, Mbappe is just about the right time. If he does a really good game, if he plays a really good game in Uruguay, sorry, against Uruguay, he'll go on to win the golden boot. Sorry, Harry, uh, but I think he will. But now... With Brazil, I think it's time for, for Jesus, Jesus, uh, as we pronounce it, to appear. Because William played fantastically in the next, uh, in, in the last game. Neymar has come into it. And I think it's time for Jesus to put his uh, scoring boots on. And I, 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 I'm going for a Brazil win here. Uh, um, uh, and, and I think it's, it's going to be emphatic because I think, what's his name? What's his face? Uh, uh, Martinez is going to be found out now. We've all known that Belgium are as weak as the waffles they put in their mouths and now they're going to be found out. You know, they only just about made it through against Japan. We saw what happened. Um, you know, they beat England with the second string side fine, but they had the second string side as well. Uh, I think uh, I think Brazil are going to have way too much firepower and uh, and I think um, yeah, it's... it's um, basically going to be game over for uh, for Belgium. They might as well book their uh, tickets back home right now. Mate, that's the, that answer you've just given is the reason why people listen to this podcast because there's no other podcast where you can go and get an answer that features tits, waffles, and Jesus. <laughs> it's the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help Jesus. Um, you know, being the son of God, you know. Uh, so, Mate, yeah. can I... Can I can I uh, take a little bit of a liberty here and actually talk about some football? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's a few. Uh, I I'm, seem to be spending most of this podcast uh, talking about people who aren't playing. But uh, Casemiro is out for Brazil, mm. uh, and Marcelo is back. Um, mm. Is that is that potentially a good thing for Belgium? Because Marcelo likes to defend about as much as I like to smash my face, my face in myself in the face with a brick. Uh, you know, that's the relationship with Marcelo has with defending. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. and um, Belgium do have uh, uh, some attacking talent. Belgium. I think, mate, I, I agree with you. I think Brazil will probably win. I think they're the more all-round team. Uh, they are a better defensive team. They do know how to play. But 
I think the first goal in this is crucial, absolutely crucial. I think Casemiro is an underrated uh, part of that Brazil team. Fernandinho is a very capable replacement, but Fernandinho was on the pitch when uh, Germany, who are out, uh, beat them 7-1. So, mm. I don't know, mate. I, I think that first goal is huge. Um, yeah, no, look, I mean, as, as is the case with a lot of football matches throughout history, uh, the first goal is always extremely important. This World Cup's been slightly different, you know, it doesn't always necessarily mean that it's going to be the one. Um, look, if, if, I'm, if I am going to be uh, yeah, that, realistic a, a little bit about, the, about, about this match, you can see it go a couple of ways, and I think it's another beautiful wonderful quarterfinal that regardless of the result it's not going to raise too many eyebrows one way or the other i think brazil are favorites um <coughs> excuse me but if belgium win then everyone will know well this is the belgian golden generation coming to uh you know they've 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 been dropped into a, a pot of golden hot lava you know and they've come out all golden you know and it's they're ready you know and and, and we're and ready to, to sort of go for it kevin de bruyne is I think absolutely key, but the problem with Kevin De Bruyne is they've just been playing him so deep, um, you know. And he's, I just, I, I, I think, I think Martinez, I think Martinez is going to come unstuck. I really do, and I think there's something. It, it, everyone is talking about Martinez being a, a, a tactical genius. He is a tactical idiot. All right. So, and he has absolutely no ideas. We've, we've, we've often harped about it and I wish I could harpoon him in the head, uh, you know, because he, he's just an, an awful sort of an awful character. We've seen it on in many, many occasions. Um, you know, him and Suarez would enjoy a cup of tea together. I just think that, yeah, yes, the first goal you're right is, is going to be, is going to be important, but let's just say, let's just say Belgium get the first goal. Do they have the defensive capabilities with three at the back? Let's say if Vincent Kompany plays with Alderweireld and, and Vertonghen at the back, do you think Carrasco and Munier are, are going to be able to come back and cover? I don't think so. I think, I think Jesus will tear them apart. You know, I think Jesus will come and tear them apart and baby Nene will be in there and William will be in there and it's, and Coutinho will come in and Paulinho will come in. And, you know, I think it's, I honestly think that, that Brazil will have too much firepower for them. Now, if Brazil for, score the first goal, then Brazil, I reckon, will, will be able to just relax a little bit, sit back and hit them on the break. Although I don't think that's very wise, actually, because we saw how strong they came back, um, Belgium came back. So it's, uh, it's going to be a very interesting one. Uh, and it's going to be uh, one of those ones where I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very... It's hard to call. It's going to be a great football match. It's going to, you know, undoubtedly be a great football match. Um, but I, I, I think, I, I really do think, you know, Brazil ha have a lot, you know, have too much for them. And if you're saying the first goal is imperative and you think that Brazil will also win, then we're saying that Brazil will score the first goal, right? Um, I, I think... Well, you are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you are. I mean, because you're, you're predicting that Brazil are going to win. Uh, I have a, a yeah. funny, sneaky feeling for Belgium, purely because this is obviously Belgium's golden generation. But they've gone out of previous tournaments with the Wimmer. They, they went out of Wales. Um, they conceded yes. a goal to Hal robson Carnu, which is just <laughs> horrendous. Anyone ever does that. Um, but so, and then they went out of the previous World Cup. All right, they went out to Argentina, which is a big team, but it's not the strongest Argentina. And they went out with a bit of a whimper. This is their chance to, if not go through, but go, go out in a blaze of glory. And I just hope that they really go for this Brazil team. Like Hazard and De Bruyne and Lukaku just tear into them. Just have mm -hmm. a go at them. Because this is a Brazil team that, we all suspect of having a fragile, fragile, a fragile mental under. Uh, you know, if you get into them, you can really. Like, let's see what happens if the ghosts of the ghosts of the semi-final come up again. I know it, it could be tasty. The only thing is, mate, I really, really, really hope. My biggest hope for this game is that Marouane Fellaini is not involved in this game in any way. Oh shape. my God! Belgium, Jeez. if you're losing oh. two 0 to Brazil, don't do it. Do not bring on Marouane Fellaini. <laughs> Just go down in some other way. I do not want to see a horrible, scrappy sideshow Bob tap him with his head when he's <laughs> looking the wrong way from three yards to get you back into it. Don't do it. 
dear. Set my face. You, you, um, you, uh, excuse me. You, you know that it's going to be so horrible, isn't it? It's going to happen on the 72nd minute. You're going to look over at Martinez. Martinez is going to have, and we've already said this before in this podcast, his hands, his head in his hands, and he's going to have that, that sort of, do I bring Batshuayi on? Or do I, or do I bring Fellaini on? Batshuayi Fellaini, Batshuayi Fellaini, Batshuayi Fellaini. And it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be Fellaini. It is. And as soon as you know, it's going to be Fellaini, then we all know uh, that, uh, that he's, uh, you know, he's bowed uh, down to, 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 to the fact that he's, oh, I've got it wrong again. Uh, you know, I've, I've screwed it up again. Let's bring Fellaini on. And you could see by, by the goal that Fellaini scored against Japan, you know, they, you know, what they were trying to do. Okay. Hazard played really well to, uh, uh, to, um, uh, to, to manufacture the cross. He crossed it in beautifully. He, he found the space. He crossed it in beautifully. But then Fellaini, you know, it was not only Fellaini that was in there. It was, um, I think it was Martins and, uh, uh, and I think even, I'm not sure if Vertonghen was in there as well, but you could, you could see that, uh, or Munier, you could see that what, what they were trying to do. They had the big guns all in there against the small, poor little Japanese defenders. And they were always going to win the headers in there. And you know that that's exactly what they're going to try and do. And the funny thing is, like, um, Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho does the same thing for him at Man United. And I love the way that uh, uh, Fellaini has come out, actually, because he's been offered a new contract to stay at, at Man United. And he was a bit ooming and ahhing about it. But then he signed it. And then Fellaini openly came out and said, you know, how grateful he is to 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 Mourinho. Mourinho's just like Mourinho's just laughing his head off, mate. He's he's having you for a ride. If I hope he didn't tell you that you're going to be starting every game next season for Man United because you're not. You know you're going to be on the bench. You're going to be that bench warmer once again, and you're going to come on. Uh, you know, with 20 minutes to go, and you know, one out of every four games that you come on uh, with 20 minutes to go, you're going to score the winning goal. You know, and if that's what you want out of football, mate, then then that's what you're going to get, and that's that's fine by me. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be one of those horrible moments, isn't it? Really, ugh. Mate, I, I take know. it. I mean, I I have no current uh, professional football career, so I would take. Marouane Fellaini's career but I wouldn't <laughs> take it with such ridiculous hair I would do it with nicer hair um, yeah. so I, yeah, I you know let's all let's all pray that we don't see a Marouane Fellaini special but let's hope that we see some lovely gorgeous football uh, I mean the ideal scenario is is that the France win with a with a lovely beautiful Mbappe goal Suarez is sent off in around the second minute uh, and then Brazil Belgium is a, is a 5-4 win that doesn't involve Marouane Fellaini in any way uh, none of that's going to come true but I urge all of you to watch just in case it does and then to come Yay. back and listen to us tomorrow uh, when we'll be previewing Sweden versus England and Croatia versus Russia. And uh, we'll also review what we've seen and see whether or not we were accurate or not at all. Um, so do that. Come back, listen tomorrow, subscribe, five-star ratings, tell all your friends, all of that stuff. Bye. Bye. Tell me what you're going to do now. Breathe in. Now breathe out. Hands up. Now hands down. Back up. Back up. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Keep rolling, 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 what? Keep rolling, 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 come on. Three, two.